Speeding and the sound is speeding. Uh, hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, July 24th, 2023. <laughs> On today's episode, uh, we're bringing back an old segment that I repurposed for radio, but now shit, you know. Week one of the layoff, and you know Big Drew gonna stay off social media for the time being, cause he ain't a TikTok motherfucking star, Big Drew, not gonna go far. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, July 24th, 2023, oh, fuck, where's my fucking good one? What's going on? Uh, You know what I realized? Paul Thompson put out a video about uh, just like it was one of those like studio sessions of like uh, old school songs that he did the Power Rangers thing. And I realized and I've said this before, but I was like, yo, the Power Rangers theme song is the fucking reason that I like metal. Like when you hear when you fucking just hear that song, you're like, that is the most it's the most metal song ever. Like there's wicked fucking there's like all this sort of shit like <laughs> so, anyways, the fucking Power Rangers theme song is super metal. What's going on? It's Monday. How the fuck are you? Did you have a nice weekend? Summer? We're already into the first month of summer. It just feels like it flies by. Doesn't it just whip by summer? Especially if you're working indoors. The summer just absolutely whips by. So, uh, not for me. I'm fucking Johnny Pogi over here. <laughs> um... On fucking uh, EI mode until we get back from uh, from our honeymoon. You know what? I've so I've had a week to process the fucking layoff. Uh, let's just start off the show with a little bit of a. How was my motherfucking Okay, I've had a lot more time to play guitar, obviously. Uh, so <laughs> I, that's you know what I find that my my natural instincts, like if if given no other uh, tasks, I find that I will still come into the studio every day and I will fucking sit down and record things and I will play guitar and I will be creative. So it's kind of nice that like. I was thinking about, like, what would happen uh, if I ever lost this job? Like, would I maintain this sort of, like, exact same schedule but just apply it to my own business? And so far today, I gave myself a little bit of a time to grieve. We were getting, uh, you know, we were getting shit ready for the wedding last week and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, today is Monday. I'm going to hold the exact same fucking schedule as I would have if I were back on my fucking, uh, you know, my day job life. So I went to the fucking gym in the morning. Came back and then instantly uh, got down, started writing. I started editing my album, so I haven't had time to do that. So I finally found all the tracks, and I'm actually, like, kind of, I think it's, it's this is the one. Like, I took four fucking times to record it, but I think I finally have, like, a proper like a proper uh, capture of the jokes, of the old-ass jokes. Like, I'm doing jokes that I wrote when I was, like, 23, 22 on this album, so... 
Um, and it's, I did the clapping thing to sync it up and that worked. And now I'm just kind of like, I, I've, I've, I wish I took a feed off the 58, honestly, because I only do have the lav mic and then the sound of the room mic. So it does sound a little bit roomy, but it doesn't sound shitty. So it's going to, I guess it's going to sound a little bit different, but again, it's going to sound, you know, like my, like more of a live album, more like you're sitting right in the crowd and shit like that. So anyways, I've had a week to fucking, to kind of process this thing. And you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a good thing. This is probably the best thing that could have happened. Um, the court and I get to go on a honeymoon now after, and then I get to kind of start a new chapter on, uh, you know, I get to start a new chapter in September and it's going to push me to do something greater than I had been. And it's going to be in service of myself. So honestly, like I'm kind of like stoked, like the initial bummer, like of like, you know, like it wasn't even the money. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was just like, I really liked doing the job and I felt like I was good at it. And I really did feel like I was like, okay, like, I mean, I guess if you want to go that way, like that's cool, I guess. But like, I thought I was killing it. <laughs> so that was more the thing that I was fucking dealing with. So anyways, I feel good. A post, uh, a week, a post layoff. I fucking feel, I feel fucking good about this. I feel good about this move. So, uh, how was my weekend? I had, uh, I had a, a lot of shows actually, uh, this weekend. So where the fuck was I? Uh, let's start on, uh, on Wednesday. Oh, I was at the corner at uh, eight o'clock. I was hosting. And it was a fire lineup. It was like me, Dave Merhaz, Jared Campbell, and fucking, uh, Natish was supposed to be there, but he, he was at the cottage or whatever and he forgot. So some new kid like, uh, Derek Kalala, I think went in and he was like, he was, he's the uh, corner has like an open mic system now. So you can like you work your way up through the system and you'll get a five. And then if you do good at the five, you get a 15, blah, 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 blah. But this kid had to pinch hit and do 15. He was only there ready to do five and he actually did a good job. And I was like, Hey, fuck good for you, bro. Like chill out, man. Like he just, ch he, he, he chilled out and stayed in the pocket and I was like, fuck good for you, bro. And then obviously Dave was there uh, and he's like such, you know, like a kind of like a North Star kind of guy in terms of like stream of conscious comedy and just like, you know, obviously like industry success. And he's been a good buddy, you know, and a mentor for a long time. So it was nice to see him and fucking Gary. I, I fucked up because I was I was emceeing and I was like, your headliner tonight, please give it up. Make some noise for G and I was going to say Gary because we could just call him Gary, but his name isn't Gary. It's Jarrett. So I like stoned out. I was like, oh, I can't say Gary. And then I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, did you forget my name? And I was like, no, like, obviously, you're my homie. Could you imagine like for just like when we were laughing, like just forgetting like your homie's name? Like, yo, sorry, what was your name again, bro? It's like, what? <laughs> like, I've I've known you for eight years. <laughs> like, what do you, we've been on the road together. Like, what, what do you mean? What's my fucking name? Like, that'd be so funny just to one day be like, yo, what's up, bro? It's like, yo, dog. So like, yo, what's your name again? <laughs> it's like, what? I, I have your phone number. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So I was going to call him Gary and then I had to fucking, and then I stoned out and then I just sounded, he's like, did you forget my name? I was like, no, I didn't. So. That was a fun show and the corner is packed. I feel like it had something to do with Dave, like being there, like the Dave draw and just like, I don't know. It was like <clears throat> just a good, good, solid Wednesday. People after I've noticed this in my time doing stand up, there's that like the first couple weeks of summer, people like it's a little bit hard. People are out they're get, But then after, you know, we're, we're into the fourth, fifth week of summer. People are like, all right, I'll go like back and do an inside activity. Like the novelty of summer is kind of worn off and that like, let's drink outside and fuck it. Let's just go outside and get liquored. Like it kind of like it kind of gets old, I guess. Or like, you're like, yeah, let's do something else. Like, let's go to a comedy show. Like we haven't been out for in a while. Like let's, we, all we do is go to the park and drink or whatever the fuck. So 
that was a good show. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Saturday I had two shows. I was hosting at a weed show and it was fucked up because it's a legal weed room. It's called lit research. And apparently what they do is they, they make you fill out this big giant fucking form where they, you got to fill out all your shit. And I just gave them all my fake information and my fake name and all that shit. Fucking, um, Hank Beverly. And I was like, yo, Hank Beverly's here, whatever, whatever. And, uh, apparently, so what it is, is they're allowed to let, they let you smoke dope in there and they give you free weed under the guise of it being research. So they sell you a comedy show ticket. <laughs> this is such a fuck around. They sell you a ticket to a comedy show and you get the comedy show. But while you're there, you're, you are participating in a clinical research for m marijuana and you're allowed to smoke their dope inside and you get free dope. So if you buy the ticket to the show, you get the free dope. So it's kind of like, you know, it's like I'm not it's like free meth with purchase of pencil. You know what I mean? And I'm charging 30 bucks <laughs> for a pencil. Like it's like <laughs> and it's literally codified in the government. Like that's how stupid these fucking this whole system is. It's like just let the people smoke dope. Like why did the fuck does filling out forms and pretending like we're here for science. Like, why are you making us, why are you making us do that? Like, don't make me do that. Just let, like, they just fucking let people smoke dope. <laughs> it's so stupid. So we're the lost leader. We're like, it's part of the, you know, it's part of the fucking deal to be able to legally fucking get people in there smoking dope. Which I commend these guys for undertaking this. You know, like I would never want to work in such a regulated under such regulated conditions, uh, especially from the government of fucking Canada, you know, like fucking, you know, just ridiculous. So whatever it's <laughs> and I was like, I haven't done a weed show in a long time. Like those weed shows are there's something different about them because like I've talked about this before, but you have to kind of be in like uh, you have to d calibrate differently. Like you have to change your expectations. And like I hadn't gone through a weed bomb in a long time. And as I got on stage, I was the host. They're handing out the free weed. So everyone's kind of just like sitting around all squirrely for the free weed. You get free snacks, too. So like everyone's fucking there. Like they're just buttering them up. Right. And uh, and and I was like, I don't know. It was like a food order or something was going on, and I was like, and so, and it was like all these stoner people, and like they're just kind of there to smoke dope, and like and it was weird because some of them weren't even looking at the show, and but they also weren't looking at their phones, and they also weren't talking to the people they were with, so they were just kind of like chilling, like they were just straight chilling, and <laughs> you're like. Okay, bro, like, wh why, why are you, did you come here to just, like, straight chill and, like, puff on dro? Just, like, literally just hang out, bro. Like, I'm just fucking hanging out. Like, doing, just fucking chilling, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, uh, it was so weird. And it, this was unfamiliar territory for me. Not unfamiliar. It, it was, uh... It'd been a while. It's been a while since I'd done any fucking show like that. So it was hard. Honestly, I bombed. Like, I fucking ate this huge weed dick, which I was like, God damn it. Like, that is uh, like the old familiar sting. <laughs> I just fucking, I was like, fuck that. Like, I forgot about uh, that. Like, that hurts. <laughs> like, I had fucking blocked that out for the most part. So whatever, fucking, and then I went to quarter and then I was hosting again and then I fucking buried myself because right off the top, I was like, there was like a two bro packs on stage left and stage right. First row, stage left, stage right. 
um, one bro pack on the left and one on the right. And one and the one on the right was all fucking white guys. And the one on the left was all brown guys. So uh, like my first thing, I was like, hey, whatever. How's the show going? Whatever. I do all my proper MC stuff. And I'm like, yo, what's going on with the crowd? And I just take a look on the left and on the right. I'm like, yo, it looks like you guys are like playing against each other in the family feud right now. Like Team Smith versus Team this or the Smith family versus the Singh family. And everyone just fucking died. Like it was because so, it was like so perfect. It was, literally looked like family feud casting. And then I just that piece of crowd work was so good. And I feel like the anticipation or I, I shouldn't say it was so good, like but it like it hit so well. It's a pretty mundane observation, honestly, uh, race-based observation. But in the context of whatever, like it was like, boom. And then I would try to do jokes and they're like, no. <laughs> and then Nick Reynolds was the headliner. He's like, yeah, you fucking buried yourself. I was like, I know, man, like, fuck. And then it just kept getting weirder because then I kept doing like shit. And then they were like, were like, oh, they like lost confidence. I don't know. Like, and so then I kind of, and then I was all shook up from the weed bomb too. So I was kind of in this unsettled place. And then, yeah, I like kind of also, I didn't bomb obviously like I did fine because I got like that huge pop and then they were still with me. But it was like, I never got back to that. Like I never got back to that first joke. And then it was like, fuck. And that sucks when you bury yourself. Like, it's hard to bury. Like, it fucking sucks. Nigel Grinstead did that. He buried himself. He used to have this fucking wicked joke about his name being Nigel. And he just, it was such a fucking killer joke. I'm pretty sure Conan, like, wanted to have him on the show when he still had a TV show with that set about his name. And then it was like, he would try to do other jokes after that. And they were just kind of like, not like bad or anything, but it was still just like weed jokes and whatever. Like, just, <clears throat> you know not that unique perspective of like, this is my name. I like, you know, something that only this guy could do. It was like, now here's what I think about like whatever the bus or whatever the fuck. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know. So you don't want to bury yourself. You don't want to bury yourself off the fucking top. So <laughs> that was my experience on Friday. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, Sunday, it was, uh, my future father-in-law, my father-in-law's birthday, Monty. It's we're three weeks away. We're pretty much, we, we, him and I have been pretty loosey goosey with the in-law father, son fucking th terminology, uh, late as of late. And uh, it was cool because, uh, my, uh, Courtney's, uh, sister, Olivia, her, her boyfriend, Tim, amazing graphic designer by Tim Kirby. If you want to fucking just be why by Tim Kirby on Instagram, if you want to check his shit out, he's so fucking talented. Like this guy is a fucking, honestly, like he's a fucking, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, you're just like good. Like you're just fucking good, man. And like professional and like, just like, yeah, like, yep. Like solid and fucking reliable and shit. So he fucking, I had this idea because Courtney's dad always, uh, he went to Brown university, which is an Ivy league school. And he always says, uh, I, did you know I'm a uh, former Division One NCAA or a former NCAA Division One two-sport athlete because he played lacrosse and hockey at Brown. And he's so, and sure enough, like he always gets wasted and goes like, yeah, I'm a fucking well as a uh, former NCAA Division One two-sport athlete. And then I always thought the phrase like two-sport athlete was just so fucking funny, like two-sport athlete. <laughs> So I had this idea. I was like, I'm going to get a shirt made that just says former NCAA Division I two-sport athlete. <clears throat> so I'm like, oh, I should get Tim to design it because I was just going to do, like, letters. I was just going to, like, do a writing, like, you know, in my limited uh, creativity in, when it comes to that. And so fucking Tim gets the logo and makes it look like something you'd get at the, like, college store. Like, actually at the fucking, like, at 
the yeah at the bookshop like it looks like a collegiate fucking logo and then he puts it and it and he's got two sport athlete and the little lacrosse it's like a hockey stick but with a lacrosse fucking basket on top and like it was so perfect so we give it to him for his birthday i'm like this is from me and tim like this is from your daughter's boyfriends like your daughters and like tim and Liv are gonna get married so it's pretty much from like your two son-in-laws so it's and like exclusively, like creatively, like everything. We there nobody had anything to do with this except for your two son-in-laws. And he literally started crying. Like he started tearing up, and we we're like, me and Tim were like, yes, I fucking knew it. Like, and then he's like try he's like holding it up in front of his face. So it's like, you know, baby boomer toxic masculinity, like cannot let you like cry in front of like other people. <laughs> but like we were like, yeah, man. And I don't know, it just went over so well and like it just felt so good. It's just like family is so nice. Like just being having family and just like, I don't know. I just fucking love like the balance that I have right now, especially now <laughs> as a fun employed guy. Speaking of fun employment, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like access to bonus content, including a bonus podcast called This Tune with Drew, where we break down uh, user-suggested songs and we uh, take a look at the uh, musical components behind them and what makes the song what makes the song. And hopefully it helps you to uh, maybe understand uh, music and and foster greater appreciation for music, as well as every set that I've ever done and bonus interviews with Juno award-winning and nominated comedians. Well, then you, uh, uh, what the fuck? You go to patreon.com slash Drew Bame, sign up for as little as five bucks, and be like these fine folks. Uh, Josh on the frizz, James, new guy Mark, Tony Smog, Nick, and Mac, Bubba, and Marnus, motherfucking street demon, our number one fan, Joel, and in the Hall of Fame, call it Andre Blair and, Inter- Blair and Taryn, say the name, what up, one of them. Hi, Mink. Hi, Mink. Hi. Uh, hi, Mink. Go to patreon.com slash DrewBame. Sign up for as little as five bucks. If you're dumb or seven bucks, if you're fucking, if you're super dumb, if you're, if you're a little richer, if you're more rich, but just as dumb. Also, promotional consideration for this week, Drew, is provided by KingTutsCannabis.cc. That's right. Fucking buy dope from there. And uh, you will continue to support the show with this sponsorship. <clears throat> you will continue to fucking uh, give legitimacy to the show. And yes, go to kingtoutscannabis.cc. They don't have mushrooms anymore. I guess that was just a fleeting experiment there. I'm going to fucking message them and see what's going on. But they sent me a bunch of fucking good shit last time. <clears throat> and I'm still work- chipping away at my five vape cartridges. I forgot. I didn't give Kev one. He was all on doobies. He, fucking Kev, my, my daddy came here and he got, he's like, I got these stubbies. I'm like, what the fuck are stubbies? And he bought 20 joints for 40 bucks. And they're like little buck hooters. Like the filter is three times as long as the actual weed part. And I'm like, yo, you just got ripped. And like, you got fucking ripped off, dude. Like, <laughs> I was like, let me, why don't you buy weed for me, bro? Like, don't buy, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, don't buy, don't, don't buy little stubby joints for two bucks and get fucking, or tw- uh, 40 bucks, you know, two bucks a joint, like get fucking, and there's like literally like a two bucks worth of weed in there. Like that shit is fucking bunk, bunkus. Instead, uh, don't be like my dad. Go to kingtoutscannabis.cc. Use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order at checkout. Okay. Uh, there you go. And now I said I was going to bring back a segment um, that I actually did not download. Uh, where the fuck is my shit? Okay, hang on. Just one second. Okay, this is a segment that I did on my radio show that I actually liked doing. So, uh, 
We're going to do it on the podcast now because fuck it. We're keeping that same work ethic up. It is time now for everybody's favorite segment, the Guinness Book of World Dummies. Most toilet seats broken by the head in one minute. The world's biggest cow zone. 2,995 consecutive days visiting Disneyland. Placing 43 snails on his face and keeping them there for 10 seconds. That's right. It is time for everybody's favorite segment, the Guinness Book of World Dummies, where we profile some of the dumb, dim-witted, and downright dance world records being broken every day. And today's dummy comes to us from Wisconsin. Her name is Deb Hoffman of uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, and holy fuck, this is a mental disorder. Uh, I don't know if we should be giving out awards for this (laughs) level of delusion, but uh, Deb uh, recently earned herself a world record for uh, uh, the largest Winnie the Pooh item collection at 23,632 items. Okay, so uh, apparently, so this ain't her first time in the fucking record book. So Deb Hoffman of Wakuisha first earned the record in 2008 when she had a mere 2,891 pieces. What a fucking loser. Could you, <laughs> and then she just gave her, kept giving her. This is actually wild. So uh, her home is filled with poo paraphernalia, including stuffed animals, toys, clothing, costumes, jewelry, watches, paintings, and more. And she says she's having so much fun collecting, meeting people. What the fuck kind of people are you meeting on the Winnie the Pooh circuit? Like, like absolutely fucking, like, you know what they look like. They're all white. They're all women. They're all overweight. They have fanny packs. They have short fucking hair. Possibly uh, curly, short curly hair. Uh, they wear sle- like fucking tank tops, like big old fucking. They got big old titties that are <laughs> that are just big fat fucking titties. <laughs> that's the win- that's who's collecting the Winnie the Pooh. Let me see if she's right. Hang on a sec. Oh yeah, she's got the hair. She's not fat. Oh, what's she saying? She's got poo everywhere. I wonder. Can you hear this? You probably can't hear it. So uh, she says the recognition uh, has led to her receiving hundreds of items. So now this is like a fucking, she's got, you just put a little grease on the machine and now you're the Winnie the Pooh lady and then people just fucking keep sending you shit. She's going to keep on collecting for the rest of her life and she even has plans for what will happen after, Kayla. What, what will happen after? I always say when I go to the big honeypot in the sky, this is fucking delusional. This woman, clearly no husband. Uh, You can't be in a fucking hardcore relationship. You can't be in a real relationship when you have such a hardcore addiction. This is an addiction. 23,000 of anything is fucking your... (laughs) That's an addiction. That's not healthy. You shouldn't have 23,000 of fucking anything. Unless it's like dollars, and then you should have more. Yo, maybe money's an addiction. (gasps) Do-dee-doo-doo-dee-doo. Uh, okay, so she's gonna, okay, I'm actually going to donate the whole collection to the museum in Canada, oh, where Winnie the Pooh's story actually started, that's nice, so she's gonna give them all back to the fucking homeland, this fucking crazy bitch, Deb Hoffman, like, that's like, and you look at her, she looks like Deb Hoffman, like, if I, if I didn't see this fucking woman, if I didn't know what her name was, I'd be like, yeah, that's Deb Hoffman, oh, she's got a Winnie the Pooh t-shirt on, this is fucking, oh, she does have a husband? No way. He's the enabler. 
also have fun today. Deb couldn't do this alone. <laughs> she describes her husband as her enabler, but in a loving way. The excitement for me really was watching the excitement on Deb's face. Oh, this guy's a cuck. This guy, <laughs> this guy's, that's huge cuck energy. <laughs> the excitement for me is the excitement on her face. This guy's getting cucked by Winnie the Pooh right now. Oh my fucking God. This is why I like doing this segment on the podcast because I absolutely would not have been able to say any of this shit on the fucking radio. This guy is getting cucked out by Winnie the Pooh and he fucking likes it. Oh my god. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> the excitement for me is the excitement for her. Deb Hoffman, known uh, looking for a new bull. <laughs> okay, there you go. Congratulations to Deb Hoffman for... Uh, Earning a place in the in the world record for most amount of Winnie the Pooh memorabilia at twenty three thousand six hundred thirty two items, she earns a spot in our in our Hall of Dummies and her husband in in the Hall of Cucks. <laughs> okay, that's the fucking show. Uh, we're gonna play a little bit of guitar now and uh, night 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 night. Okay, we got Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin style in E minor. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, this is fun.
Okay, night night. Nah, I am become bonus. The destroyer of bonus.